Hey everyone, I hope you're all doing well. This is Curtis here with another episode of Chickity Chat. If you could, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast on whatever format you're listening to it, and most importantly, please tell a friend. That is the best way to get this podcast's word spread, and if you do enjoy it and you know somebody who's maybe looking to getting into birds or hoping to learn a little bit about birds or already bird feeding and all that stuff just be sure to tell them and we'll build this audience together so today's episode i'm going to go over um bird food and how to offer it how to mix certain blends what to offer what not to offer things to look out for when you are buying uh bird blends and uh, also sort of the different nutrient facts of different foods and um, what sort of birds they attract, how you can attract certain types of birds, and how you can avoid attracting maybe some undesired birds. Now, I will say when I, before I start this off, I personally do not try to avoid attracting any types of birds, whether it's whether it's house sparrows or European starlings or or Eurasian collar doves. I personally love all birds coming to my yard and instead of instead of getting rid of them because maybe they're a pest to the feeders or they're messy, I come up with solutions to provide an area where they can feed and other birds can feed without having to be bothered by them or where the mess isn't going to hurt the garden or whatever the case be. One thing that I don't like in my yard are rodents. So I do come up with um, some strategies to avoid that. In this podcast, I won't be going over that so much. And that will be one in the future for strategies on getting rid of uh, rodents, squirrels, raccoons, different pests like that. But uh, as, as a bird feeder, it's certainly something that uh, most people will have an issue with at some point. And having strategies to avoid those issues are important. And the nice thing about bird feeding is if there is a problem, there is a solution. And a lot of people, unfortunately, when they do start getting rodents and whatnot, um, they do give up and just stop feeding entirely. But that isn't necessary. But like I said, we're not going to be focusing on that so much this episode we're going to be getting into the bird seeds so i'm going to start off just by saying uh when when you do buy bird food um it can be a little bit complicated overwhelming it depends where you're going if you're going to like a big box store like your your hardware store your garden center and they've got different bags and some bags are say they're smelling they have fruit smell added and this and that there's a lot of tricks there's too many options and and in life when we have too many options it's hard to feel satisfied making the proper decision it goes with anything if you're buying a tv and there's a hundred tvs to choose from it's really hard to feel like you've made the proper purchase even when you do buy the one you like you always sort of wonder well should i bought that one Bird feed doesn't have to be complicated, but some, a lot of these big box stores and stuff that do sell bird feed, they, they make it complicated. And that's why I do think it is best to find a local nature center, um, somebody who has some bird expertise, and most importantly, high quality products, because that is the key to having an excess, successful bird feeding experience. And that is what we're all in for. If you do buy expensive high quality food it might seem like i i can't afford this and um you know it's not worth it but one thing that a lot of people don't consider is the wasted food that the uh, inexpensive food uh, has so you you buy more a lot of it gets wasted and you can also attract a lot of different birds that are sort of eat a ton of this sort of junk food and um you end up going through more of it anyway. So you sort of do get what you pay for and that paying more for bird feed um, and bird feeders gives you a better experience. So that's what you're buying. You're buying a better experience and just because you're buying cheap food, you're not necessarily saving money, like I said. So let's just get into this. So when you're when you're 
coming up with your bird seed blends like i've said in previous podcasts you're gonna most likely have different stations depending on uh, what kind of property you have what kind of space you're working with maybe what kind of bylaws you have in your area if you have the opportunity to have a foundational feeder and some extra different feeders then the way you're going to mix your blends and set up your blends is going to be totally different but for the sake of simplicity i'm going to just talk right now about the foundational blend so when you're creating your foundational blend you want to make your main blend a combination of or of at least these um these different foods and that's black oil sunflower sunflower chips peanut pieces white millet and or hauled white millet now it is really nice to go with a no mess blend so in that case we're talking sunflower chips peanut pieces and hold white millet so that's millet without the seeds and a lot of the times you'll buy no mess blends and if you look carefully they don't actually haul the white millet so it's sort of a little bit of sneaky marketing they do by saying it's no mess when truly there still are millet hulls that you will have to deal with in your yard and if you have a nice garden it is something to keep in mind when you're buying these no mess blends whether it be uh, a garden that your bird feeder is above or a patch of grass or anything living uh, when you get the black oil sunflower shells those shells actually have a chemical in them that will kill and stunt growth of uh, of any sort of living green so if you are feeding above a garden or around a garden it's probably best you want to stick with a no mess blend or keep your sunflower seeds away from those areas so that you don't have any issues with growth on your grass or garden now when you do have your foundational blend like i said which is going to be hopefully made of sun some sort of combination of oil sunflower sunflower chips peanut pieces and white millet and to be more specific white proso millet um, there are different things that you can add for different seasons or different objectives different sort of birds you want to attract your yard at different seasons so whether the birds are trying to get more carbohydrates more fats whether they're feeding their young all these different things are are, are different things you want to consider when you are feeding uh, bird feeding isn't just a typically i mean it can be but if you want to get the most out of bird feeding you, you need to really adapt to the season so the way you feed birds should change throughout the year because the way birds eat changes throughout the year so you sort of want to mimic nature as best as possible and not just go buy a random bag of food and throw it up because well it may work it may also come up with some other issues and you're not going to get the most out of this and i personally like getting the most out of it so things that you can add for different seasons or or um, objectives are things like safflower striped sunflower seeds bark butter bits or some sort of suet suet nuggets tree nuts dried fruits mealworms and calcium calcium you can get calcium enriched bird food um, there are some calcium supplements that you can add to feeds and water and um, one little trick that i like is when you are done with if you do eat eggs and you have eggs in your house from chickens or whatever um, you can really clean out the shells nice so you make sure there's no membrane or egg left in the shells clean them out with water and then you can roast them for about 10 to 20 minutes in the oven on low temperature so 250 on the oven for 10 to 20 minutes you can that makes them you don't want to burn them so you don't leave them in there long enough to start browning and burning you just want to get them sort of warm this makes them extra brittle and you can crack them into very fine pieces and you can either present them in the garden on a tray or you can add them right into your bird feed mix and this gives the birds uh, something that they can break up easy and eat and um, the reason you do want to add calcium especially in nesting season is because it is important for not only uh, birds bone development so when the birds have the babies and they're feeding their babies having stuff that they can feed them with calcium is good for helping develop strong bones and preventing deformities but also 
Um, when the birds are laying their eggs, calcium is very key. The eggshells are made mostly of calcium, therefore the birds need adequate calcium to provide strong enough eggs to not only um, provide a healthy baby and uh, ex allow for proper gas ex exchanges in and out of the egg, but um, keep the egg strong enough so that the baby can actually make it through its entire incubation period and become another baby bird. So different things for different seasons, mealworms, you can, you can offer mealworms all year long. A lot of insect eating birds, the, they sort of mimic uh, larvae. So insect eating birds will take them back to their nests and feed their young in the spring. They're great, great treat to offer if you just wanna offer it in nesting seasons or even all year round for in the winter when the birds don't have access to insects because it's cold after the frost, all the insects die off. You can give them a little um, insect treat in the winter. They will love that. So it's it's truly an all-around thing that you can offer. Uh, bark butter bits or suet nuggets or little suet nuggets that you can add as a treat into your mixes. Um, high in fat and can be high in protein as well. Great little treat for the birds. And the same thing with the safflower, the striped sunflower, the tree nuts, the dried fruits. These are all little treats that mimic different foods that are found in nature that the birds will love and you'll attract a greater variety of birds to your yard by doing this. Now, I will go over all those foods individually and I will get to that. And, um, and also one thing that I will do at the end of this podcast is I'm gonna go over a list of all the different types of foods and the birds that are attracted to those foods. So if you, you do wanna stick around to the end or fast forward to the end when you're done listening, whenever that is, you can listen to that list and um, yeah, so I'll provide that at the end. So if you do have a foundational feeder that is sunflower based, you can consider adding a little bit of white millet for the ground feeding birds. So if, you, if you're feeding your finches or you just mostly have a foundational feeder that's just sunflower seeds because you find it easier and most birds do like them, not a bad idea to add a little bit of millet. Now you don't want to add too much, maybe 10-15% millet, not a lot more than that because what will happen if you add too much millet, say 50%, the sunflower eating birds will eat all of those um, and, and mostly millet will be left over and then your, your birds won't have sunflower and they'll stop coming to the feeder. But if you add just a little bit of millet for the ground feeding birds, what will happen is the, the uh, if you have a proper feeder that's designed for it or the different birds will sort of peck the millet away, the millet will fall to the ground and your ground feeding birds like the sparrows, juncos, even doves, certain birds like that, song sparrows, they'll all be have a nice treat at the bottom of the feeder. Or you can even just, offer them a ground tray or sprinkle a little bit on the ground. But you do wanna always keep in mind that if you are offering a ground tray or sprinkling a little bit on the ground, you never wanna put more on the ground than your birds can finish in their feeding period or leaving trays with food in it overnight because that is a recipe for attracting rodents and sometimes other animals as well. Um, for perching birds such as jays, woodpeckers, chickadees, and titmice, if you're looking to attract those or keep them coming to the yard, consider adding uh, peanuts to your foundational feeder. So this can be in the form of uh, peanut uh, chunks, or you can have whole peanuts. Even uh, you can offer shelled peanuts for some birds, like the woodpeckers and Clark nutcrackers, stuff like that. And these uh, peanuts are the best um best really uh, food for your buck. The amount of protein, fat, and calories they have, it's, uh, it's great. We'll go over that a little bit later. When you are creating these foundational blends, things you want to avoid in your foundational blends are niger seed, corn, and milo, and other grains such as wheat, oats, canary seed, and um, those things, when you're looking at blends, when you find all year round bird blends, especially pretty much any bird seed blend, if you go to your, say, Walmart or Home Depot or whatever store it is, your big box store that you're going to that has their bird feeding section, if you're reading the ingredients, you're going to find a lot of wheat, oats, canary seed, and milo, corn, sometimes niger. And these are a problem. 
of Niger especially will be mostly wasted. If you are, Niger is not a bad food to feed, but you want to feed Niger in a finch feeder by itself or mixed with sunflower chips. Otherwise it will be wasted. So if you are feeding Niger, make sure you have a, um, it separated either fed by itself or with sunflower chips and um, cracked corn mostly attracts undesired birds if you're if you hoping to not attract house sparrows and starlings and grackles and blackbirds I mean these are the birds that are going to be attracted to the corn and in my experience not even them will eat the corn um, if I buy anything with corn or add corn to anything it just gets wasted it sits there at the bottom with the milo and it's you just throwing it out rodents love it you're, you're just honestly i don't feed any corn i won't buy anything with corn in it and i won't add corn if you must add corn because you find it works in your area and you like the birds it attracts don't add more than a 15 percent mix to your to your blend anything more than that you probably will have corn go to waste so those are some uh, some bad fillers and things to avoid in your foundational blends, whether you're mixing or buying. And uh, Milo is, they're like BB pellet sized seeds, um, usually red, and they are completely filler. They just put these into the mixes to uh, keep the cost down on the mixes. And there's like two birds in the southeastern U.S. that will actually eat these. So if you live there and you're looking to attract those two very specific birds, then yes, maybe stick with Milo. Other than that, it will be, even if even if you just leave Milo out, birds won't eat it and uh, it's a total waste of your money. So make sure to avoid those things. Some other blends that you can uh, consider or, or might want to have if you've got other stations are some tray blends, no mess blends, and... Um, with the tray blends, they're more or less the same as the foundation. If the tray is, if you're going to be providing a tray near the ground, then you're going to want to use a blend with lots of millet. You can add a bit of corn if you'd like. The ground feeding birds that uh, go to that ground feeding tray are really going to like all the millet that you have to offer. And, um, and like I said, a little bit of cracked corn. Same thing, no more than 15% if you do add it, but in my case, I will, I will not add any corn. Um, and then it, it, when it comes to trays, depending on where you have them located and what kind of birds you're looking to attract, you can really offer anything in a tray. Um, we can be fats, fruits, snacks, really your options are unlimited. And that is something that you might want to experiment with in your yard to see what kind of birds you attract, what they do like, what that kind of things get avoided or left over. And uh, that that's, that's an important part to all this bird feeding is is you sort of collect the data, you experiment with the data, and you see what works in your area and yard, and, and that's sort of the, the fun of it all. That, that's how you slowly work your way from a amateur bird feeder to a, a master bird feeder. Um, another thing that, like I mentioned before, with the no-mess blends, these are mostly consistent of sunflower chips, peanut pieces, hold white millet, um, you can add tree nuts, dried fruits, dried insects, and calcium, and all these things that you add will broaden the appeal, attract a different or uh, a more advanced um, number of species, and um, and still be no mess. And anything that does fall out of the feeder, whether it be a tray or your foundational feeder or whatever, they'll go to the ground and also be eaten by birds. One thing to keep in mind with the no mess blends is because nothing's in shells, they are a little bit more um, risky when you, they get moisture, they can, they can mold and get soggy. So you want to keep these blends um, in a feeder where they're either kept dry, in an area where they're kept dry, or only feed as much as the birds can eat in that particular day or feeding period. And you don't want to have this food sitting out in the wet getting mold and all that stuff. Now, with when it comes to food preference with birds, it's not what do birds eat, because a lot of different birds eat different things, 
but it's finding out what birds prefer. If you want birds coming to your yard on a regular basis, you want to be feeding them the types of foods that they prefer. Now, like I said, at the end of this podcast, I am going to give the full list of the bird food preference chart. Not all the foods they eat, but the foods they prefer. But when you are looking at this chart, what you'll find is oil sunflower, or black oil sunflower, sunflower chips, safflower, white millet, and peanut pieces do the heavy lifting. So I'll repeat that again. Black oil sunflower, sunflower chips, safflower, white millet, and peanut pieces are the foods that do all the heavy lifting. So these are the foods. If you if you want to narrow it down to four or five foods, you want those foods to be on your list. And those will keep the majority of birds happy in your yard. Other food for target birds can be sort of offered to attract those type of target birds and that's where sort of doing some research or listening to the preference chart at the end of this you can sort of narrow down okay I'm, I'm looking for these birds I know they're in my area I've done the research on the birds that are in my area these are the ones I want I've set up my bird habitat I've got things other birds in my yard different things that will find help these birds find my yard wow what kind of foods can i offer to get them there so like i said listen to that chart at the end and that will really help you now when it comes to um, bird feed it's it's important to sort of come to a conclusion or understanding i should say of um, what these bird feeds mimic Um, everything that we offer to a bird in our yard for feed mimics something that these birds find in nature on their own scavenging through fields and forests and different different sort of sites like that and some different foods that um, that our seeds and feeds mimic are different sort of seeds nuts fruits berries insects flower nectar sap and uh, leaf and flower buds so uh, a lot of the time you'll find in in the spring if you're growing trying to grow sunflowers or your trees are blooming a lot of birds will come and eat those things which is very frustrating but that's okay um and your feeders and feed should resemble the types of foods that birds have evolved um to eat in nature and Different birds have adapted in different ways to eat different types of foods. So, uh, you know, like crossbills have very crazy looking beaks. If you you Google crossbill beak, they sort of cross each other and they're very interesting. And this, they've adapted that way to extract seeds out of pine cones very perfectly. But but it's made it so they can't eat certain things as easily. And, um, you know, how uh, woodpeckers have beaks that can chew through wood to find bugs under bark and all these different adaptations that bird have birds have are are sort of make them unique therefore you have to give the birds sort of what they're looking for and designed to eat in their yard if you're looking to attract and keep those certain types of birds now when it comes to ground feeding birds they're eating virtually all carbs and because they're eating virtually all carbs they have to eat all day long constantly because they they're not getting the protein and fat to sort of store that energy they're just burning that energy off so you'll find that the ground feeding birds they'll sort of hang around all day and they'll just keep eating their millet and whatnot and the perching birds they're usually more into the protein fat high calorie peanuts stuff like that and um they don't need to eat quite as often. So now that we've kind of gone over the different types of blends you want to offer, how you want to offer them, um, the different sort of feeders that you can offer them in, I want to go over the foods individually. So because it is the favorite at almost all feeders in North America, I'm going to start with sunflower. Now, when I go over these foods, I'm going to go over sort of the different types you can offer, the, uh, pers- the, the macros. So what I mean by macros are the percentage of fat, protein, and carbohydrates, 
sort of what birds like it, uh, some things to know about it, and uh, also, I don't know if I mentioned, but the, um, the food it mimics in nature. So start out with sunflowers. Like I said, it is mostly the favorite for most people when they do feed birds. Um, a very large amount of birds like it and prefer it to other things. Foods that it mimics are tree seeds like pine, hemlock, spruce, fir, maple, elm, sweet gum, and beech. And they also not only mimic, but are the same as 60 plus sunflower species. Now the two main types that we're going to be focusing on are black oil, which are the most popular, preferred by most birds, and the striped, which are more expensive and less desirable, less oil um, percentage in them. And black oil compared to striped have 50% more calories per pound, smaller shells, so they leave a less mess, and um, they're less expensive, easier to crack open for the birds. They don't need to work as hard. Some birds will just leave the striped ones in general because they're thicker and bigger, just tougher to open, and they don't like them as much anyways. So um, I'd, I'd honestly, if I feed any sort of mixture of sunflower seeds and I offer striped and uh, black oil, I just find the stripes all over my yard making sunflowers while the black oil all got eaten. So I don't even bother with striped at all in my yard. Now, black oil, um, their macro breakdown is 40% fat, 16% protein, and 20% carbohydrates. So they got a really good mix of energy and uh, with the and and protein so they're they're really nice there's different type of black oil they can uh you can buy premium black oil seed and what that means is it's screened for quality meaning that only one percent of the bag will be sticks and stems this can be important for a couple of reasons one you're not wasting your money on sticks and stems and two if you are putting sticks and stems into your feeders you can create clogs and different issues in your feeders and prevent them from working adequately. Striped sunflower seeds, um, they're not as desirable, but some birds do prefer them. And these birds are tough tip mice, uh, blue jays, and red-bellied woodpeckers. They're the birds that do seem to enjoy striped over black oil, but the rest of the birds seem to prefer black oil over striped. So as you can see, the greater majority of birds prefer black oil. Striped offer a bit of a different macro breakdown at 26% fat, so almost half the fat. 15% protein, so roughly the same, and 18% carbohydrates, roughly the same. But as you can see, the black oil have quite a bit more carbohydrates, and the black oil are um, grown mostly, well, other than for bird feed, they're grown so that they can press the oils out for sunflower oils, hence why they have so much oil and why they're more desirable and better for birds. And then, of course, there's sunflower chips, which are usually made out of black oil sunflowers. These come without the seeds shells, so there are no mess and they're um, already cut up, which makes it easier for birds with small shells, small beaks to eat. And a lot of birds do prefer the fine. I've offered whole kernels, medium-sized kernels, and fine kernels, and I find the birds, the, when I offer the fine kernels, they're way more popular than um, than the, uh, the whole kernels or even medium-sized. So the macro-back breakdown of the sunflower chips is actually pretty impressive. You're looking at 56% fat, 19% protein, and 24% carbohydrates. Um, like I said, you want to look at them for small build birds. They're no mess, easier to eat, um, but one downside is they're more likely to spoil just due to the fact that they're not covered by shells and if water gets in them, they'll sog and spoil. So don't want to offer too much. You want to make sure if you are offering it, you're offering it in a dry location. And uh, if it does get wet, you're going to want to get rid of it ASAP before it molds and potentially becomes toxic for the birds. So. Um, sort of some common bird feeding tips, you know, keeping your stuff dry out of the weather and uh, replacing it if it does get soggy. The next food we're going to go over is safflower. In looks, it is similar to sunflower and um, 
it's also similar in the breakdown of uh, of uh, fat protein and carbohydrates so we're looking at 38% fat 16% protein and 34% carbohydrates now one thing that is good about safflower if you are trying to get rid of blackbirds and starlings you can use safflower alone in your feeder so starlings and blackbirds do not prefer um, um, safflower they really do like the sunflower so if you're looking to get rid of them try offering safflower if you are looking to introduce safflower though you might want to start out with like a a, a 15 percent mix with sunflower let the birds in your yard sort of get acclimated to the safflower and then you can slowly move up to a 50% mix and then eventually go to a 100% mix maybe after a few weeks and the birds sort of realizing it. And you'll realize that the birds uh, do not appreciate the, uh, the, the birds you might not be wanting. So the starlings and blackbirds, they do not like the uh, sunflower at all. Sorry, the safflower. Uh, birds that do love the safflower are birds like northern cardinals, chickadees, house finches, tufted tip mice, and other sunflower-eating birds. They are more expensive, but on the flip side of it being more expensive, they are eaten less, so you most likely won't have to put out as much. It mimics the same food as sunflower, and um, there's several varieties of it. Uh, different colors but they're all more or less the same and uh, and yeah the, the reason that uh, grackles and starlings sort of are believed to not like it is they don't have the bills built to uh, sort of get into it and uh, another benefit is squirrels don't like the bitter taste of it so um, also, if you're looking to sort of keep squirrels away, it's a good food to offer as they do not like it. However, chipmunks do seem to like it. Whether they like it or they're just taking it back to their nest to find out later they don't like it, they do seem to collect it. So it won't keep chipmunks away, but chipmunks are cute anyway, so that's fine. There is something called uh, Nutrasaf or Golden Safflower. It's got... Um, a higher fat percentage of 47% fat and 20% protein. It has more oil, protein, and fat, and a 40% thinner shell. The downside, it's more expensive. Now, it does seem to live up to the hype that birds like it. Um, Carolina chickadees are noted to absolutely love it, so if you are looking to make your Carolina chickadees really happy, the golden safflower or nutra safflower will be very popular in your yard. Um, the downside is squirrels do seem to eat it and the blackbirds and starlings don't, do not seem to uh, worry about it either. So um, you're losing those benefits and it's more expensive. Next food we're gonna go into is the millet. It is by far the best small seed money can buy. Um, Things, birds that do love it are juncos in the winter. So if you're like many people in the winter who really love having your juncos around, make sure you've got some white proso millet for them. And in the summer, chipping sparrows. The chipping sparrows absolutely love it. And any of your all-year birds, like your doves, your song sparrows, different depending on where you are, you'll have different ground-feeding birds. All those ground-feeding birds prefer the white proso millet over any of the... Uh, other seeds that you can give some different birds that are attracted to millet are like i said juncos we got white crown sparrows painting buntings doves uh, all sorts of birds um, it mimics native flower and weed seeds such as ragweed buckwheat bristlegrass crabgrass violet smartweed chickweed pigweed panicgrass knotweed and yeah i think that's it um it is preferred over red proso millet for blends and no mess. So a lot of uh, a lot of feed blends that you'll buy that will um, have red proso millet in it, which is okay. But if you do offer red proso millet and white proso millet, you'll find that the red proso millet will be left over because the birds do prefer the white. Um, the white stuff is the seed, very small, uniform-looking seed that has a cream color. It's low in cost and high in attractiveness. 
And uh, as a benefit, it's a healthy gluten-free option for humans as well. Uh, red proso millet is uh, smaller and it's also eaten by birds, but like I said, not preferred. And do not confuse that with the large BB-sized red milo. Those are just filler junk. Um, hauled uh, millet is a no-mess option that you can put in your no-mess blends or buy in your no-mess blends. But like I said, beware of the no-mess blends with shelled millet. Um, sort of a little bit of a marketing scam. Birds eat it whole sometimes by doves. They'll eat it whole and uh, the smaller birds you typically crack it open and uh, eat it, leave the shell. The breakdown of the, that for the macros are 4% fat, 11% protein, and 74% carbs. So they're high in carbs, which birds that are mostly eating these will be coming around and eating them lots. You can offer them in a hopper, a tray, or on the ground. In a hopper, it should be a small percent of the blend um, for sunflower birds because they'll kick it aside. And it's not really ideal in tubes because it is mostly eaten by the ground feeding birds so it'll sort of just be stuck in the tube while the other things offer it so you can offer it in a hopper or a tray or something where the seed can be kicked to the ground for the ground feeding birds the next food we're going to go over is goldfinch's absolute favorite which is niger um if you offer niger, especially alone in, in a finch tube, you have a high percentage chance of attracting goldfinches. They can be sometimes marketed as thistle, but they are not thistle. Thistle are a seed that goldfinches find in nature, but niger is not a thistle. It is um, grown in Ethiopia and imported over. Um, they do, they do, put it through a process so that other um, other nox noxious weeds don't live through and uh, come and spread in your yard. But the nice thing about niger itself, it is not a noxious weed or an invasive species, so you don't have to worry about it spreading through and causing issues in your community like a lot of cheap uh, bird seed blends do. Um, Thin shells are vulnerable to spoil with moisture, so if it's uneaten, you'll want to get rid of it within three to four weeks. You don't want to leave it sitting around forever, and because finches are picky, like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, you want to keep that stuff fresh for them. Inside, in a cool, dry location, it can keep good for a good two years, so you don't got to worry about that inside. Food it mimics are weedy flower seeds such as uh, native thistle, which, like I said, goldfish seek out. And the macro breakdown is 38% fat, 21% protein, and 13% carbohydrates. Some that do fall to the ground will be eaten up by ground sparrows, doves, juncos. And if you find that you're offering your... Um, Niger on a finch feeder, but house finches are bullying away um, goldfinches. One solution you can do is buy a feeder where the perching points are actually above the holes to eat, and goldfinches can hang upside down and eat from the finches, from the feeder, sorry, where house finches seem to have a hard time doing that. So if you want to still feed your house finches, you can give them their own personal finch feeder with a normal purchase, and you can get the goldfinch feeder so that it can hang upside down and not be bothered by the house finches. The next food we're gonna go into are uh, peanuts. They're high energy food, and they are the highest in calories for the bird feed, and sunflower chips are right behind them. Um, you can offer them in a different varieties, in-shelled, shelled, shelled uh, pieces, or hearts. When The best ones to offer are roasted and unsalted, but if you do offer salted peanuts, be sure you have a large amount of water supply around so the birds can get a nice drink. Um, only serve as uh, many peanuts as can be eaten as if they do go moist they can get a black mold which can get a flaxen toxin on it and uh, actually kill birds so you do not want that so if you do offer the peanuts in a tray 
they will be okay they'll be eaten quickly you can offer them in different um sort of mesh uh, feeders you want to be sure they're the right size for the feeders so the birds can actually get them out uh, they mimic acorns and different pine nuts and jays and magpies typically are the ones that go after acorns and different sort of peanuts in nature so they really do love them. Um, if you offer them in in shell jays and other corvids clark nutcrackers titmice woodpeckers they they do love them in the shells they're able to break the shells open and get the peanuts out probably more fun for them and if you're offering in pieces size depends on the feeder like i mentioned and many different birds enjoy them uh you'll you'll find that the amount of birds that eat peanuts are are vast the breakdown for the macros are 49% fat, 26% protein, and 19% carbs, and like I said, very high in calories. And one thing to keep in mind is when you do look at peanut hearts, they're the byproduct of peanut butter. Most birds don't prefer, prefer them, but one bird that does is starlings, so if you're looking to keep starlings out of the yard, you might want to keep peanut hearts out of the yard as well. The next food we're going to go over is fat and suet. Uh, woodpeckers and insect-eating birds do love this fat and suet. It's great year-round. Um, you want to stick with suet that is uh, rendered beef kidney fat. When it is rendered, it kills all the bacteria from the fat, so that is safest for the birds. Uh, you want to try to stick with a no-melt blend. And... Um, if you don't have a no-melt blend, you probably want to just use it in the winter. It's very high in fat. Suet is 94% fat. And um, you want to probably stay away from the pure suet offerings and, and get the blended suet meant for birds. Um, there's the content suet brand blends can be protein and carbs. Uh, they're usually broken down into three, um, three sort of categories for suet. So there's the low protein, the medium protein, and the high protein. High protein has additives such as peanuts, nuts, and dried insects. Those are going to be your more expensive but better options. The low protein ones are going to be low cost corn such as carbs and filler seeds. Those ones are going to be less desirable for the birds. So if possible, stick with the high protein. Uh, there's lots of good suets that have fruit additives. You want to be sure that it's not fruit flavors, BS, fruit, fake fruit, stuff like that. You want the label to say the fruits names on them, stuff like blueberries and different fruits like that. Keep that in mind when you are buying your suet. Try to keep it high protein, stuff with real fruits, good quality suet. It does make a difference, I'm telling you. Um, get the no-melt stuff is good for 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so that's about 45 degrees Celsius. So that'll be good in most climates unless you're in a, maybe Afghanistan. Um, you might want to be careful on the really hot days with your melt suet because that'll be an absolute mess. And then uh, you can also get hot pepper suet, which avoid, uh, which will be good for keeping away squirrels and raccoons. And the nice thing about the hot pepper stuff, it is not documented to affect birds at all, and they do not have taste buds, so they will not taste the uh, hotness at all. It will not bother them. And suet mimics fat for from animals from some birds that eat fat from animals like crows and other birds like that and uh, for the birds that don't eat fat from animals it mostly mimics uh, insects for the fat and protein content of the good quality stuff different sort of suet options you can go with are the suet plugs they sort of stick into little tree bark feeders and they're sort of for uh, woodpeckers suet balls you can buy little suet balls and put them into decoration feeders and all sorts of different hanging birds love to eat those and nugget suet nuggets so these are like bark butter bites or some sort of suet nuggets and stuff um they are are great for adding to blends and trays and all sorts of things and uh keep in mind that you can find different fat and suet blends online that you can actually make yourself with 
rendered fat and uh, different sort of peanuts and you can make your own suet so uh, keep that in mind as well the next food we're going to go into are the mealworms so they mimic the uh, really larvae um, so for insect eating birds uh, there's the they they are the larvae of non-flying beetles and you can buy them or grow them even um, live, they have a different macro breakdown than dried. Live, they're 22% fat, 18% protein, and 2.5% carbs. And dried, they're 32% fat, 49% protein, and 6.9% carbs. And like I said, they mimic insects, duh. Um, if you store them in a fridge at 40 to 45 degrees, they do end up going dormant. So they kind of go dead in the fridge and come back to life when you feed them at uh, room temperature. So that's nice. You can store them in the fridge. Uh, tree nuts will be the next food we go over. And and like I said with mealworms before, they're they're really great to offer either year round or in the spring for uh, for different uh, different seasons. They have different objectives, but uh, birds like bluebirds who eat mostly insects in the summer and high carb berries in the winter if you can offer them some uh offer them some insects in the winter when they're just eating carb berries they'll love that and um do beware starlings love mealworms as well no surprise the next thing we're going to talk about are tree nuts i mean they're they're really the same sort of ideas peanuts um different sort of hazelnuts walnuts uh different birds will eat them uh and bird they mimic themselves and acorns so sort of uh same ideas peanuts nice little treats to add to mixes or in trays and uh, the nut eating birds will love them nectar not a lot to mention um hummingbirds of course eat it orioles different types of thi uh you know mixes you can do with for the for the hummingbirds you pretty much want to stick to one part sugar to four parts water that is the golden standard some people say maybe a little bit more sugar but uh, the uh, cornell lab recommends one part sugar to four parts water and you want to use table sugar sucrose just plain old white table sugar don't use brown sugars or honeys or anything like that. Just stick with the table sugar. It is the closest mimicking to flower nectar. And like I said, you want to change that um, every couple days to five days, depending on the climate. And with Orioles, you can offer a slightly uh, weaker blend, one part water to one part sugar to six part waters. And um, with nectar, there's no fat and protein. It is just 20% carbohydrates. Other things you can offer are fruits, berries, and jellies. They, of course, mimic fruits. They attract birds that don't typically come to feeders. Some, some desired fruits you can offer are apples, plums, oranges, cantaloupes, and they will attract birds like northern mockingbirds, robins, gray catbirds. Jams and jellies are high in sugar, so be careful. Up to 60% more sugar than anything found in nature. So you do not want to offer unlimited or high amounts as it is sort of unknown the effects these will have on the birds and whether it will cause birds to sort of pig out on only junk sugar and stop eating normal things like insects and whatnot. So you do want to feed them as a treat, but not just as a main course. Um, so offer that sparingly different types of food foods uh, fruits and stuff you can offer just just test in small amounts you don't want to put out you know a hundred dollars worth of produce and find out that the birds in your area don't don't really eat it it's really subjective to to the type of birds you have in your area and the type of um, fruits and foods they do eat not a lot of birds do eat fruits but the ones that do if they're in your area they will enjoy and you can test with different sort of fruits you can even put rotting uh bananas out and track fruit flies and hummingbirds lead the fruit flies i mean there's different little tricks and stuff you can do dried fruit is nice you can add it to your blends um it lasts a little bit longer but do keep in mind with the dried fruit as it can get hot and spoil and droop and stick and all that stuff so you, you do want to keep that in mind when you are offering fruits. Now, for the corn, um, it's good and bad. I don't offer it in my yard at all, like I mentioned before. Um, it can attract pest birds. It can attract rodents, all sorts of things. The foods it mimics are 
uh, high carb wildflower and grass seeds. I'm not going to really talk too much about it. It sort of is what it is. It's something you can add at a small percentage for the birds that do like it if you desire. It is 5% fat, 9% protein, and 74% carbs. And then I'm just going to quickly go over some of the fillers that you'll find in bird feeds and things you want to avoid bags that have any of these ingredients in them. The ingredients are milo, wheat, oats, canary seed, and grains. Now, canary seed, I'll start with that because it's not horrible. Ground feeding birds do like canary seed, but if, if offered with millet, they will eat the millet and the canary seed will either be left over or eaten when there's no more millet. So don't, don't let the uh, marketing of canary seed uh, uh, excite you. It is just a cheap filler option. Milo is a filler useless to virtually all birds. You do not want any feed with Milo in it. Wheat is pretty much the same as Milo. It keeps the cost down. Birds don't eat it. You don't want it. It's just going to attract rodents and other things. Oats. The only thing that's going to eat oats are starlings and grackles. So if you're looking for starlings and grackles, sure, you can add oats. Other than that, it's just a cheap filler food. And uh, uh, and then same with the grains. They're just all fillers that birds aren't going to eat, and they're just going to sit for waste. So don't buy anything with the grains in them. And if you want to think about offering some different... Um, some different foods from your kitchen some things that some people offer are fruit and melons uh, melon and squash seeds some birds like popcorn like uh, jays chickadees and crows they like popped popcorn uh, meat meat scraps can be offered only cooked and some meats like meaty bones and bacon bits and rind maybe bits of hot dogs and hamburgers don't offer a lot you'll attract rats you do not want to do that if you do need to Offer your birds meat, uh, just small amounts, and some birds will eat them. Uh, potatoes, cooked potatoes, boiled, fried, or mashed. Uh, have some bird fans, starlings, jays, crows, grackles, gray crack bird, crack cat birds. Some animal fat, so suet lards, grease, bacon fat, um, all of which should be boiled and screened for impurities. Sterilized fats on dried bagels and other baked goods, especially in the winter. Be aware that high odor fat will bring about just about any meat-eating animal to your back door. So if you got bears, deer, uh, cats, dogs, stray, whatever, don't uh, don't be putting meat out there because you're gonna you're gonna be attracting a whole lot more than birds. Uh, white bread. It's birds love white bread, but it is not good for them. So offer in very small amounts as a small treat, but do not go to the park and give the ducks bread and stuff. It's not good. Small small amounts. Cornbread. If you must feed bread, feed cornbread. It is much more nutritious than white bread. Baked good crumbs uh, can be offered alone or to suet puddings. Cheese. Some birds like Carolina wrens, European starlings, American robins, and downy woodpeckers like cheese. Cream cheese has been reported to attract white and breasted nuthatches. Dog food and biscuits, jays, wrens, European starlings, and grackles all like dog food, including canned, dried, soft. Eggs, eggs are very popular, boiled, fried, or scrambled with jays, gray cat birds, northern mockingbirds, European starlings, and grackles. Egg shells, like I said with the calcium before. Fried fish, uh, it's known to attract gray cat birds and is uh, also appealing to gulls, crows, and a few cats and rodents, so keep that in mind. Rice, cooked rice is sometimes eaten by northern bobwhites, doves, European starlings, meadowlarks, blackbirds, orioles, and many sparrows and finches. So I don't recommend feeding too much from your kitchen, but some people are more into the all-natural stuff, so I thought I'd mention that as an option. And the last thing I'm going to get into are, is the finale here for the food preference charts. So this is the chart of foods that certain birds prefer over others. So this isn't foods that birds eat, but instead the preferred foods for some birds. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to list the food and then list the birds that prefer them. So I'm gonna start with black oil sunflower. Black oil sunflower is preferred by cardinals, 
grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, goldfinches, pine siskins, purple finches, house finches, red poles, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, dark-eyed juncos, house sparrows, blackbirds, grackles, doves, and pigeons. The next food I'm going to go over are the striped sunflowers. So striped sunflowers are preferred by cardinals, grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, red poles, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, and grackles. So as you can see, quite a few less than the oil sunflower. Sunflower chips are even better. They're preferred by cardinals, grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, Carolina wrens, goldfinches, pine siskins, purple finch, house finch, red poles, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, bluebirds, dark-eyed juncos, house sparrows, native sparrows, towhees, painted buntings, indigo buntings, cowbirds, blackbirds, grackles, doves, pigeons, and even quail. Safflower are preferred by cardinals, grosbeak, purple finch, house finch, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, and doves. Niger are preferred by goldfinches, pine siskin, purple finch, house finch, red poles, chickadees, indigo bunting, and doves. Peanuts and shell are preferred by grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, sorry, no grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, titmice, magpies, crows and ravens and I also find that um, um, starlings love them as well. The peanut pieces are cardinals, grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, carolina wrens, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, bush tits, European starlings, cowbirds, magpies, crows and ravens, and grackles. Mealworms are preferred by jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, Carolina wrens, red chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, bluebirds, orioles, warblers, and European starlings. Suet products are preferred by jays and nutcrackers, Carolina wrens, cactus wrens, Bush tits, warblers, European starlings. Bark butter and peanut butter mix are preferred by cardinals, grosbeaks, jays and nutcrackers, woodpeckers, Carolina wrens, cactus wrens, chickadees, titmice, nuthatches, bush tits, bluebirds, orioles, warblers, house sparrows, European starlings, magpies, crows and ravens, and if you look at the bark putter list, if you go and look up the list of all species that have been seen eating bark butters, there's over 140 species, and it is great. White millet is preferred by dark-eyed juncos, house sparrows, native sparrows, towhees, painted buntings, indigo buntings, mag cowbirds, blackbirds, grackles, doves, pigeons, and quail. Corn kernels are preferred by... Crows and ravens. Cracked corn is preferred by jays and nutcrackers, dark-eyed juncos, house sparrows, native sparrows, towhees, European starlings, cowbirds, magpies, crows and ravens, blackbirds, grackles, doves, pigeons, and quail. Milo is preferred by house sparrows, doves, pigeons, and quail. Oats is preferred by zero birds. Fruits are preferred by jays and nutcrackers, bush tits, sorry, bluebirds, orioles, and that's it. Jellies are preferred by orioles. Nectar are preferred by jays and nutcrackers, orioles, and hummingbirds. So that is the list, and that is today's... Uh, record podcast for for this one um hopefully that brought some informative information 
that uh, took quite a lot of preparing to get all that out. Um, hopefully, with the knowledge that I've given so far in this podcast, setting up the right bird feeders, the right bird feeders in the right places, the right foods, and um, the different types of foods that attract different types of birds. Hopefully, this is helping you um, get a greater backyard bird feeding understanding and, in turn, a greater experience. So I'd like to thank you if you're still listening and you hung around for the end. I I really do appreciate every single one of you. Um, Please subscribe to the podcast. Please rate the podcast. And like I said, tell a friend. Instagram is Birding Backyard, all one word, B-I-R-D-I-N-G, B-A-C-K-Y-A-R-D. I feature different people's photos. Um, got different stories. We're going to have some contests going on. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to keep cracking all these podcasts. I'm going to get deeper and deeper into the knowledge and information. Um, eventually, I'm going to be hopefully doing some contests, getting some guests on, evolving, expanding, creating, and uh, hopefully teaching everyone listening uh, a whole bunch about birding, bird feeding, and enjoying the love of birds. So like I said, thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Um, This is crazy time for everybody. Everyone's heard that a million times and I'm purposely not talking about it because everyone wants to hear about something else. So um, hey, if this can uh, distract you for a little bit from everything else that's going on, that's great. And we all know that uh, the birds are one of the best way to uh, still get an enjoyment out of life and a distraction from the craziness. So I'm Curtis, your host of Chickadee Chat, and uh, once again, thanks, and check out for a few more days. We'll have another episode up, and uh, don't forget, tell a friend. Thanks, everybody. See ya.